The area housing the Facebook High Command was a completely unexceptional cluster of desks, remarkable only for the pile of sporting equipment kept by Sam Lesson, one of Zuck's lieutenants. Similar clusterings, arranged like hedgerows, extended as far as you could see into either leg of the large L formed by Building 16 on Facebook's campus. The decor was standard-issue Silicon Valley tech. Industrial shag carpet, exposed ceilings revealing ventilation ducts and fire-retardant-covered steel beams, and the odd piece of home-brewed installation art. An imposing Lego wall featuring the blocky murals left by employees, another wall papered with the vaguely Orwellian posters the in-house print shop churned out. At the exact vertex of Building 16 was the aquarium. Facebook's glass-walled throne room, where Zuck held court all day. It jutted into the main courtyard, allowing passing Facebookers to snatch a glance of their famed leader while strolling to lunch. Its windows were reputedly bulletproof. Just outside the aquarium's entrance was a makeshift foyer with couches and some trendy coffee table book or another, which the ever-present scrum of waiting FB courtiers ignored as they made last-minute tweaks to presentations or demos. An adjoining mini-kitchen, like so many that littered the campus, stocked plenty of lemon-lime Gatorade, Zuck's official beverage. Inside Facebook's campus, geography was destiny, and your physical proximity to Zuck was a clear indicator of your importance. Along the periphery of the L ran the exclusive conference rooms of Facebook's five business unit leaders. Zuck's desk neighbors at that point were Sheryl Sandberg, the star chief operating officer, COO of Facebook, Andrew Boz Bosworth, the engineering director who had created Newsfeed, and Mike Schrepfer, Facebook's chief technical officer, CTO. None of them were at their desks as I strode in from the courtyard that afternoon. Unlike much of the user-facing side of Facebook, the ads team was held at arm's length as if it was a pair of sweaty underwear in the next building over. That would eventually change, and ads team members would occupy some prime real estate in and around Zuck's and Cheryl's desks. That was still a long way off, though, and every senior management meeting I was pulled into involved crossing the courtyard at ground level. The centerpiece of this Facebook Champs-Élysées were the letters H-A-C-K, actually inlaid in the concrete slab that formed the courtyard and easily a good 100 feet long. Angled to be readable on the Google Maps satellite image of campus, it appeared as the supreme Facebookian commandment. My mission today was a meeting with Zuck, scheduled in Cheryl's conference room, which was named, for reasons I never discovered, only good news. Skirting the pile of athletic equipment around the executive desk cluster, I walked into the glass cube of the conference room, which featured a long white table flanked by a score of pricey Aeron chairs, a flat panel screen on one wall, and a whiteboard on the other. Most of the meeting attendants, except the two most important ones, were already seated. Gokul Rajaram, the product management head of ads, and my boss, was slouched in his usual twitching, anxious knot. He took a nanosecond's break from his ever-present phone as his eyes rose to mine. Next to Gokul sat Brian Boland, a buzz-cut and balding guy you imagined had wrestled in college and whom cozy corporate life had made thick with age. Bolin ran product marketing for the ads team, the group that wove the thick packing layer of polished bullshit that any ads product was wrapped in before being given to the sales team, who would then push it on advertisers. 
Sitting at a remove and staring into his phone was Greg Baudros, a former Googler who ran both search and ads, but seemed more absence than presence in either. Mark Rabkin, the engineering manager in ads, and an early hire on the Facebook ads team, was closest to me in rank and attitude. A close collaborator since my first days at Facebook, he resembled a less satanic version of Vladimir Putin. Elliot Schrage was in his usual perch, close and to the right of the table's end. Schrage held an elevated-sounding and vague title, but was Cheryl's consigliere in all matters. In his fifties, wearing a button-down shirt and business-casual slacks, he seemed out of place among the fleece-and-jeans-wearing techies. He could have been mistaken for a senior lawyer in a stodgy East Coast law firm, which is what he had been before joining Google and the Cheryl Sphere. I took a seat toward the opposite end of the Cheryl Intimates and flipped open my Facebook-issue MacBook Pro to nervously remind myself of the meeting's script. The agenda was pitching Zuck on the three new ads-targeting ideas I had dreamed up, and which constituted a big monetization bet the company was, hopefully, soon to make.